Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is an AFL podcast looking at round eight. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Brenton, you got a highlight of the week? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a few out there. It's been a pretty action-packed week. I didn't get to do a whole lot of uh, watching live sport because good beer week started. But um, I saw the highlights of lots of MMA fights. It was Knockout City all what weekend. It was crazy. Reels. Yeah, I saw there was a wheel kick knockout. Um, uh, Vitor Belfort got kicked in the face again. <laughs> Old uh, Machida bringing back the front kick. Yeah. And uh, Mackenzie Dern missed some weight again. That's no surprise. By about eight pounds. Yep. And what was the other one? Uh, someone got an Ezekiel choke from being mounted. Yeah. Again. Again. Uh, Olegitnik? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to mispronounce his name even if I was reading it. Yeah, but, Polish fellow, but, right? Yeah, but this time he did it from standing. Yeah. And yeah. pulled him into mount. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like, you reckon? I think there's been three Ezekiel chokes in UFC history, and he has two of them. Yeah, you reckon he's got that? You'd start sussing that out. It's just like yeah. almost, you know, when you know that Brian Ortega is going to try and triangle you. Yeah, like this guy is definitely going to go for the Ezekiel choke. It's just the way it goes. But yeah, it's a pretty big card. Um, the other disappointing thing was I don't know. What do you think about Ra- Raquel Pennington, who's told the corner at the end of the fourth that she's done, she's got nothing left, and they yeah. sent her back out there yeah. to get finished, to get fucked up, yeah, and proper. Um, yeah, I think that's a bad corner. Yeah, that's what I thought <laughs> If too. I was her, I'd be sacking him. Because she was getting beat. Yeah, she, like, was, she wasn't going to win that fight. I, I didn't see the uh, the scorecards afterwards, no. but I imagine she was heading for a 50-44 loss. Yeah, she would have been low 40s for sure. Yeah. And had a broken nose, and obviously didn't want to go out there. And the thing is, like, she didn't... Afterwards, she's like, no, I agreed with my corner, but yeah, it's because you're the fighter, you know what I mean? And generally, the ones are like, nah, let me fight. I'm if you're in that situation, you're saying no. I feel like that's just you got to err on that side of caution and say, well, that's it. Well, especially what I don't get is like everybody knew that she said no. Like, yeah. it, was, it was caught on, yeah. on camera. How can that fight continue? Yeah, that's a good point, like, actually. Somebody's going to go, ref, she said no. Yeah. And yeah. just that's it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I remember years and years ago when Mike Tyson was coming back and he fought um, not Hurricane McNeely, but somebody. Yeah. And uh, he uh, he quit after the second round and said, yeah. I'm out, I'm out. And his corner shoved his mouth guard back in and said, no, Jesus. get out there. He spat it back out. <laughs> and the commentators were going off on him saying, this is disgusting. It's revolting. Everyone, he was getting fucked up, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, 24 hours later, broken jaw. 
shit. <laughs> and like a clean break too. Holy right. fuck. And I remember the, uh, the commentator, whoever he was, coming and goes, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's done. Actually, there was another knockout, a uh, liver shot knockout by Lomachenko in yeah. boxing as well. He's just okay. a fucking gun. I think that's put his record up to something stupid. Um, so yeah, lots of action in the action sports world. On, on the UFC. Um, Josh will join us soon um, once uh, we start getting into the I'll game. tell you his highlight. Uh, it's probably something Formula 1 related. Um, I don't know. Finn and Onzo brought a kid into the paddock. Um, yep. Max Verstappen crashed into someone. Uh, Lewis won from the lead. Could you stretch it out for about and, five minutes? And, and that's about it. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, and Ferrari fucked up. Yep. And uh, yeah, all attention on Ricardo, maybe onto a Ferrari. Um, I got a couple of highlights uh, for reasons that I won't go into. I had to look up um, break into electric boogaloo on Wikipedia during, the, during the week. <laughs> I think I had to explain why you, you know the joke when a sequel is called like. Um, clicking balls to electric boogaloo. Yeah. How to explain yeah. why that's a meme to a twenty-four-year-old? Yeah, right. Um, and it's because of the movie Breaking Two, yeah. called Electric Boogaloo, back mm. in nineteen eighty-four. Anyway, I was reading it on um, Wikipedia, and yeah. uh, I'll just quote this little line for you about who's in it. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Wants to build a shopping mall. Victor Manol, Ice T, and Matika, who was little known then. Also appear as dancers. I got news for you, Matika. Still little man. Um, but glad to see you filling out Wikipedia. <laughs> He's a contributor. Um, um, yeah, I remember that one from, uh, is it a Rob Schneider movie or is it uh, um, the fucking, what's that Australian kind of comedian, I guess? Um, uh, the Greek fella. Yeah, okay. He did uh, get him back to the Greek or some shit. No, that's, that was, that was um, fucking that was Russell Brand. Russell Brand, yeah. Yeah. You're trying to think of Nick Giannopoulos. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Wog Boy. Wog Boy. Yeah. Two electric boogaloo. Does that make sense? Was that, was that in a movie? Or was it a different Rob Schneider one? Don't know. Uh, whatever. Don't know. Couldn't like the first one. Um, my other highlight is we went to the footy on Mother's Day. And yep. um, they do the uh, kids getting free kick to kick on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Through May, they also do free uh, flavoured milk for the kids. Oh, right. So the kids yeah. got in for free, got some um, flavoured milk. And uh, there was also, I think with Amy Insurance, we're giving out yeah. flowers. Okay. roses to all the mothers and they had a couple of players there yep. so Mitch Wallace through Josh gave my daughter a, a rose oh nice there you go. so he was there giving them out and it looked happy as Larry to be doing it too to be honest I thought they were good seats actually that you got yeah next yeah. to the race and on the fence just about well, actually bad seats okay. because oh, well yeah um, one I don't like sitting that close yeah um, but two we're on the right on the aisle where the coaches run down uh, okay. so whenever it's quarter time breaks you go alright now it's time to go grab grab a feed or go to the toilet yep. the security guard said nah stop go yeah. away for the coaches and god damn we were at the Richmond race oh, a lot shit. of fucking coaches mate <laughs> they're, they're, I didn't know you had that many and they take Richmond fan serious security <laughs> they have to um, yeah they just bloody took ages um, what was the crowd ended up being there it was pretty packed tick under 30 that's not too bad, I suppose. I'm guessing there was still it's more quiet. more Richmond and North Melbourne people there. Yeah, it, it sounded it sounded close. It yeah. was even. Yeah, but um, the Richmond fans were less spread out. Yeah. Um, all right, there's been lots going on in the AFL world outside of the games, but uh, we'll try and keep to some of the games, I think, um, as we go through the results. And first off on Friday night, um, very wet. Uh, Hawthorne going down to the Swans. Fair to say, everyone's talking about fucking Ronk. Yeah. Ronky, Ronkowski, well, Ronkalenko. Yeah, but the, thing, the general consensus was amongst us was that if there was no buddy, then Hawks were, were going to get this win on the board. But The question was where the goals come from, yeah. and it was answered. Yeah, it's a real quick. <laughs> and it seemed like he said the ball in the string just fell into his lap. Oh, he worked damn hard too. There was, um, but I think, 
in the post-match, like Clarko answered it well. Like, you know, there was a lot of times where we had a bloke out by himself and our players would start peeling off and he dropped the mark. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they've got somebody who's out on his own. You go, oh, what do you expect? Yeah. So drop marks and missed tackles. What was really impressive about Ronk was the times where he just stood up in the tackle and said, no, I'm taking this on. Yeah. Well, he's still pretty well built for, what's his second season, third season? No, third game. Third game. Holy shit. Um, he's pretty well built for coming, you know, straight out of the box. Yeah, absolutely. Um, took took uh, good body work as well in those marking contests just to give himself a little bit of space and, yeah, keep upright. Um, second and third efforts. But once he got his confidence up, like once he bagged, you know, two or three in the first quarter yeah. and um, then I think he got fourth on the siren in, in the first quarter. Yeah. He said, well, it's my day. I'm I'm good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take him on. And he did. Like, he, I mean, obviously got a very good goal sense because some of them weren't, you know, like a lot of time to think. They were pretty sort of quick decisions. Great and throw on, the, throw on the boot. Yep. See how it goes. And yeah, seven straight, was it? No behinds? I don't think. I think he might have missed one shot. But he, seven goals straight, though. Yeah. But he might have left one short or, or hung it out to the left or, or whatever. And I wonder, obviously, because going into the game, I'm sure Hawthorne didn't have a comprehensive strategy on how to stop Ronky. <laughs> Ronk. Yeah. Couldn't pot, spot him out of a lineup. So I wonder how that plays into uh, this round where Sydney, you know, obviously going to have a bit more pressure on there because Buddy's still going to be out, isn't he? I think he's going to sit out one more. Yeah, so I wonder how that's going to translate into shutting down Ronky. Do you just put someone... I don't, I don't know who they're playing at the moment this week, yeah. but uh, let's just say, do you chuck some arsehole on them, get them to just rush him up? If he kicks the first goal... You, yeah. you put away, whoever's your best backman, you go, all right, go look after him. Yeah. Because uh, we don't want him to get, once he gets rolling, that's it. Um, but, I mean, that just means that all the others are going to have a chance now. Uh, yeah. Because they yeah. can start to, all right, well, he's getting all the attention, this third gamer. Well, because they've still got some injuries, don't they, Swans? Quite a few. Big injuries they've got. In, obviously, Reed and Franklin and uh, Hanabry. Yep. Um, Hanabry's definitely not playing, and I think Fr- uh, Franklin is more than likely not playing. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit of extra... Um, attention paid to Ronk that you see Heaney start to maybe pick it up a bit with, you know, being able to split that that sort of uh, attack. Yeah. Um, maybe he'll ship in for a few more goals now that he's not going to be, you know, obviously going to have more to worry about than just him or, or Parker or someone coming into the forward lines. And like somebody pointed out online, uh, seven goals for Ronk, that puts him fifth on Fremantle's goal kicking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad effort. Um I thought uh, on the Hawthorne side of things, Jack Gunston was going all right, and so was Luke Bruce. Um, but Sicily put together another great game. Um, <coughs> if he wasn't getting reported, yeah, <laughs> it could be anything. Well, you've got to have that man in the team. And I think that's what gives him confidence, especially if you can just take a lot of those hits for your teammates like he does, just get the opposition thinking about him as opposed to what the job should be doing. Yeah, uh, Definitely pays dividends. But it seemed like Hawks played a better sort of... Uh, I mean, they should have played a better team game. They had to spread it out a lot more in order to get some sort of offence happening, but obviously lots of mistakes as well. They had the opportunities, but dropped marks and missed tackles. That's yeah. that's that's what did it at the end of the day. Um, and uh, Hewitt held Mitchell pretty well, but yeah. when he gets held, you go, all right, O'Meara and yeah. uh, Shields, what are you doing? And they couldn't get up. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's pretty funny because they've had some games where they have popped up and managed to do that especially Shields had one wasn't last week before I think yeah, yeah. where he popped in and, and did his part and Amir, Amir has been obviously a work in progress is starting to come to fruition but the Hawks always seem to have someone that's going to pop up and get them over the line in these sorts of games but yeah it seems like obviously with, with someone kicking 6-7 six, six, against you what are you going to do between Frawley and uh, Tim O'Brien I don't think they, they could took, take a mark in the hands between them yeah. all night and Taylor Dre had I'd love to see how many broken tackles were on the night. Yep. It just seems every time you tackle somebody, they get out. 
And yeah. uh, like you say, Ronk was uh, well, he's well built for a first year player, but he's a first year player. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, you're, uh, you know, um, Jure's got two flags under his belt. You should be sticking those tackles. Yeah, and like, like I say, he's well built for a first year player, but you wouldn't say he's well built. No. <laughs> that's no. definitely easy to get him out of a contest. Um, I wonder what happens to Ronk this week. Like like you're saying, like someone goes to him, but if he kicks one goal, do they go, oh, well, we're hoping for more from you? Yeah. Or do you just go, mate, kick, do what you like. If we get one from you, that's all we need. Well, it might be it might be harder this week without any blocking happening in the, in the back lines now. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> that was. Oh. What was it? Oh, Jerry Longmire and uh, Clarko. Well, they, I didn't even realise they were teammates in North Melbourne. I didn't put that two and two together. Back in the day, yeah. But, um, yeah, just organising a little bit of a breakfast with Gil, giving him, give him the hard words and... And now the emails hey, got straight away. I, I want to clear up something though, because yep. um, you know the papers are reporting that uh, Gill's uh, sorry, Clarko's gone to Gill to ask him to send that email out. Yep. It's gone out to clubs. It's the other way around. Gill's asked Clarko, "Is it okay if I send this email?" <laughs> to get a That's how much it. we're fucking running this shit. <laughs> had to get a signature on there. And I don't know what the big deal was anyway, because well, a third of the coaches are his deputies anyway, so yeah, he just yeah. tells them this is what's happening, yep. sons. And I mean. You know, I think blocking is just a part of the part of the game. You got to get around. It's almost like screens in in basketball. You can't say no, no, just no more screening. It's not, it's not fair. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny. It's like well. what we accept because yeah. it was coming again. I was talking about this today. Like you can't shepherd um, uh, when players are going for a mark unless yeah. Well, no, you can't shepherd when uh, the players going for a mark. Yeah, but if you're on the goal line, like yeah. we see shepherds all the time. Yeah, and nobody questions it. We're like, yeah, no. it's fine. That's a good play. That's yeah. what you should be doing. Let's see, I don't care about the shepherd. I, as long as you've got your eyes on the ball and not looking at the person, yeah. I think that's like the fair compromise that's because it's easy to outsmart someone who's not looking the, what you're actually doing kind yeah. of thing if they're just trying to get a sense of where you are. It's much easier to pick up a sort of a counter strategy to that that um, sort of defense. But if they're just looking at you and that's their only intention, then yeah. it's obviously going to get taken out. But yeah, I feel like that should be the, the give and the take of that, that situation. I reckon loosen it up a bit even. Like, remember when uh, everybody, I think fans interpreted that you can push as much as you like in the side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but everyone goes, well, actually, that's not the rule. And then it kind of changed a bit. Yeah. I reckon go back and make that the rule. Reckon, push as yeah. much as you like into yep. the side. Yeah. And because it was also, yeah, the counter strategy is you pull the seat out from underneath them. <laughs> they come in. I think that's an unutilized uh, strategy in yeah. marking contests. Yeah, just go, no, I'm not there anymore. Yeah. It's like uh, the ghost tunneling. That's it. Um, but yeah, Hawthorne certainly had their chances, but uh, when it came down to it, the Swans took theirs, um, especially in the last quarter. Uh, well, was this the last 10 minutes or so, wasn't it? 15 minutes? Yeah, well, you kicked five goals straight to uh, one goal five in the last quarter. Yeah. That, that tells That'll you It'll make a big difference, yep. Yeah. And uh, it was, wasn't raining towards the end of the match, was it? Oh, it was, it was, it was wet all day, though. Yeah. It was a wet game. It was a fucking shit-ass weekend. Yeah. Weather-wise, yeah. All right, on to the next game, which is the Eagles and the Giants at Spotless Stadium. Um, look, the Eagles just did enough, really. Yeah. It's a bit of a grumbly game, this one. Yeah, well, I mean, you've lost excitement for GOS games now because I just want to see them kick more goals than, than behinds for a, for a match and they're probably in there with a chance. Oh, uh, okay. You want to go through uh, their season so far? Sure. And see if... Uh, let me try and find it. Because um, I don't reckon they've done that for a long, long time. No. That's the worst thing is get the opportunity um, to actually get in, get into a position to to be able to win the game. We just need a conversion. So yeah. you know, there's uh, some of the teams doing the work to get the ball down there. So it's not all doom and gloom. It's just the finishing is atrocious. Yeah, um, I think they haven't done it since round two. I'm going to say. Shit. Um, yep. Uh, 
But the, the, the ones after they haven't come close to doing it. No, but hey, round one, 20 goals, 13. Round two, 15 goals, five. Damn. And then it's just horrible from there on in. That's a big turnaround. Uh, you know, the worst being like 9-19. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, that's uh, that's how they've been faring. How did, uh, did uh, the broken hill lad end up getting a run? He did. The park? Uh, Isaac Cumming. Yeah. Um, which uh, I didn't even know was on the cards. Which, when you look at their injury list, I mean... Could have probably guessed, actually. Yeah, they've had to reach all the way out to Broken Hill to <laughs> get a on someone. Well, that was the interesting thing, was it, for uh, those that follow Broken Hill, which is... No one. <laughs> <laughs> um, they actually called up uh, a Broken Hill player for the GWS reserves. Did they? Yeah. Who was that? Um, Jaden Kelly, who was on the recruit. Oh, he played for his reserves, did he? He played for... Uh, oh, no shit. Yeah. Yeah, good on Jaden. So, um, he they got a... Publing too, I think. Yes, this one's reserves, but yep. never mind. But Isaac coming. Um, I, I think actually the North Football Club got a lot of uh, press over this weekend. They said Isaac Cummings playing. Obviously yeah. Tex Walker from the North Broken Hill Bulldogs. Uh, yeah. Kobe Much for uh, Essendon, who's one of their only good players at the minute. <laughs> um, and then they mentioned Jaden Kelly as well. And poor oh, old Lachlan Tiziani that we've been campaigning for years. Yeah, he's done his ACL and his off his sidelines. Terrible. It's just the way it goes. Anyway, um, Eagles have now put seven in a row um, on the board. Yeah, and if there are any doubts about, you know, maybe an easy draw or a bit of a luck of playing at home, whatever, there's no... I mean, they've they've put the carbosh on all that. They're definitely a legit team. They've they play well. I mean, the, the teams they've beaten, there hasn't been lucky wins either. No, because there have been, like, times where they've had their stars held down. Like, there are a couple of games, I mean, where Gaff didn't get, get too much of the ball, and then you had um, Hearn step up, and um, Redden's been the pick-up for them that's really stepped up. And, Josh Kennedy didn't play the first half. Yeah. Or, you know, sorry, the first few rounds. Nick Nat didn't play this one. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're traveling easy. Um, got to the point now where they play Richmond this week in the top of the table. Even mm. if they lose by 100 points, they're still going to be second. Yeah. Is that one in Melbourne or is that uh, in... It's over there. Over there, yeah. Well, they've got a good chance of winning that one. We'll, we'll sort that out. Yeah. Um, so that they're potentially at the place where... You know, come round 17, 18, 19, and they can say, well, you know what? Let's, Shannon Hearn, why don't you have a week off? Yeah. You know? yep. um, this this Optus Stadium's getting a bit tough, isn't it? So we'll, 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 have, we'll play the kids. Yeah. Did the crowd get injured this game or just uh, had a bit of a non productive game? It was a non productive game all yep. round, really. Yeah, that's it. Someone steps up, though. Um, yeah. Uh, there was, you got to make mention of uh, Sam Reed given the massive rundown tackle oh, yeah. um, against, uh, I forgot who he tackled, but I know he, he out-sprinted uh, Willie Rioli to, to make it. Is, yeah, it's no mean feed on that one. No mean feed at all. Uh, Rioli, the only, <laughs> Willie, the only Rioli going around at the minute, but that could Yeah, I love like the chat that to him about, you know, what's the pressure like? He goes, no, nah, no, nah, you know, don't mind at all. Love being a Rioli. I'm thinking, of course you do. Like every Rioli does <laughs> be a Rioli because you're a fucking freak of nature. Well, hey, sitting second on the ladder too, you can say, fair enough. West Coast might make it to the grand final. Yeah. How much money are you going to put on Willie Rioli for the Norm Smith? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another one. Get the odds uh, in there now. Isn't it? All right. And Josh has just joined us as we go into Carlton v Essendon. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on, but uh, no change there. Carlton well, v Your highlights of the week were uh, Max Verstappen losing them plate, uh, Fernando Lodo meeting the kid. And Lewis Hamilton winning. There you go. And now we're talking Carlton Essendon before you go off. Um, I was looking forward to this one and it didn't quite live up to the hype. <laughs> well, it did because Essendon lost. <laughs> it's still terrible. That's I actually tipped this one. I'm fucking stoked. Oh, everyone tipped Carlton. This one was easy. No, this is the one of the ones where uh, it got me a point ahead on the office uh, tipping board. So I'm number one with a, about a point margin. 
Um, I think I actually caught up one on, on my office tipping too, but um, still a fair way about behind. I don't know if it was this one or another one. Anyway, um, I got solutions for Essendon because obviously you know they're in strife. They they think that sacking Mark Neald is, is the way to go. Never a bad idea, let's be honest. Yeah, but you know a bloke injects random shit into people and it's standby herd. They go a couple of losses and all of a sudden it's like, fuck off the assistant coach or the high-performance coach, whatever he was. Uh, yeah, what, I don't know what he was. Um, Isn't that just the bloke that looks at GPS and goes, eh, he's run too far, get him in? Could be. I don't know idea. I don't know idea what any of them do. Um, but uh, you know when teams are uh, going bad and sometimes the coach will have a big, uh, you know, take him out and flog him on the track session. So sometimes yeah, that's... Yeah, generally the, the less uh, intelligent version of doing it. Yeah, well, sometimes I'll do it. I'll just say, you know what, we'll just we'll have a big big track session and we'll flog it and see if they uh, regret it and see how they go. Yeah, so when the coach is under pressure and he's like, fuck it, you guys are having it too. Um, and other times, coaches go, you know what we need? We need just some quiet time, just some bonding time. And they'll go, you know what, let's actually go and have a night out at the pub. We'll just have a quiet chat, we'll bond, we'll relax, we'll blow off some steam that way. Um, so those two ways. I reckon... They should try that at half time, um, because they're third quarters. Everyone's banging on about it. Why don't they do that at half time and then come out relaxed? What? Grab a couple of coldies, tap a keg, you know, have, have a keg at half time in the in the change rooms. Oh, I, I think there's. Well, and this is the week to do it too, because they're playing Geelong in the country game. It's, yeah. it's a good beer week. Yeah, yeah. and beer week. And it fits everywhere. It's and how often week. are we hearing people saying, "Oh, you know, the good old days of footy are over. Fuck that. Get them back. back. Have a dart." Like, have a ciggy there, get onto it. You're telling me that uh, Brendan Goddard wouldn't mind our Winnie Blue at halftime. That's why he's fucking he, angry. I think he needs a joint. He needs to calm the <laughs> fuck down. Maybe some shrooms. I, I think that's Heppel. I, I can see Heppel <laughs> over in the corner. <laughs> He'd be the one ordering the pizza. Um, that's what I like. You need some Joe Rogan special mushrooms this year. Well, they're going to try something. That's O-N-N-I-T. <laughs> What's his, his mushy... Supplement? Uh, Alpha Brown. Silosilibin no. or something? He's always no, on about all of it. Um, yeah, I can't remember. So many uh, tropics. Um, and the, the good news out of the tribunal for this one is uh, both the Kerno boys got off um, for touching the up. Yeah. I, I reckon one was fair enough and the other one was fairly lucky. Yeah. Well, I mean, who would have thought that there's conflicting decisions coming out of the tribunal? <laughs> um. Although, did you hear about Bagley Sledge? Yes. Which I, I know you did. but uh. Yeah. I, I reckon he, he's a little bit hard done by. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You Bagley. what? Yep. Because he's just making, like, for starters, Jed Lamb's had a go at him. And he's had to go back and somebody's told... And then he said, look, he's made a generic sledge. It wasn't, hey, fuck your dad for killing himself. It, well, it was, that's just it. Like, ah, he, right. he mustn't have known that uh, Jed Lamb's dad died when he was eight years old or something in the most traumatic moment of his life. He, he didn't. He clearly Let, didn't. Let's just, let's just put that and say he didn't because if he did, he's setting a whole new level of cuntishness. No, but at three-quarter time, somebody said, hey, by the way, Bags, his dad did die. And he went... Oh fuck! Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> he he went over to the Carlton Huddle and said, "Mate, I didn't know. I, I'm All sorry. Right. I'm so sorry. I I didn't know. I didn't know." And then after the game, he went back. Double down. No, he went back and said, yeah. "I'm sorry. I did not know. I honestly did not know." Um, I'm like, yeah, you fucked up, and he apologized. Yeah, yeah done. Fair call. As far as I'm concerned, done. Yeah, I I just think he's lucky he didn't get punched in the face like repeatedly. I think well, he got uh, a bit of. Bit of biff. Well, Jed Lamb tried to go back at him. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a $1,500 fine. So, I mean, like if, if you did, if you, if you said that about his dad and you got a cop in the face, then surely the match review panel would be like, fair call. Well, uh, they've done in, it. In terms of justice, I'd say so. They, yeah. They've done that once before. Remember uh, Des Headland? Yeah. Somebody had a go at, uh, I think they said that slut on your, he had a tattoo and he goes, oh, I'd fuck that slut. And he's his six year old daughter. And he goes, Jesus Christ. He punched him and they went, you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> he didn't get a week for it. Yeah. So it there's precedent there. I remember years that. Ago, but yeah. Long time ago, though, yep, obviously. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, I thought that the, the outrage against Bagley was a little bit premature because it's just one of those... It, it wasn't like he had knowledge of it and went, yeah. I know how to press his buttons. Yeah, He just said something random and he got a reaction and went, well, that's what I'll do then. Well, let's be honest. If it was Crowley or someone, you'd be like, he knew. But yeah. Bagley doesn't have that reputation. If Crowley would have done research. Yeah. <laughs> he would have gone into it. Um, but yeah, I, I just sort of thought the guys dealt with it on the field done like yeah leave it there it's it's, it's over yeah but it's, there's five days between footy matches so or four you so you gotta out. you gotta do something <laughs> ross line hasn't been out to a pub recently <laughs> so you gotta fill it with something uh, um, yeah i don't know and biased media i think yeah they want to report the real story <laughs> well, of them getting killed on the field to be fair if you're a journo you'd be camping out at essendon for easy stories like the left right and center yeah and and you know some of those that good fucking pharmaceuticals <laughs> to stay up all night and write these stories. Journos know, <laughs> exactly. know where it's at. Maybe they're the ones that are supplying the shrooms. These stories are Adderall themselves. <laughs> all right, let's go on to Suns Melbourne. Um, let's not pretend anybody watched it, but I think Melbourne set a record for, or equaled the record for inside 50s at about 83. Um, but you, when was the last time Melbourne scored 146 points? Well, they should be scoring it more often, to be honest. With a bloke like Gorn in the middle. Yeah. They should be getting silver service to the front. Having said that, Jared Witts wasn't um, overmatched. You know what? He, he did all right. Yeah, yeah. This one. He, he's had a good uh, good career since he's gone up there, which not many people can say. Gold <laughs> Coast Suns. Um, to me, though, Clayton Oliver, how good is that bloke going to be? Nah, don't like him. I'll be no, honest, he, I don't like him. No, you're not like him, but he's. Uh, I think he's leading the uh, hardball gets and contested possessions at the moment. He's been in the top three for the last three years, so he's, he's doing all right. I find that hard to believe. I mean, it could be true, but I think he had... Uh, didn't he set a record for uncontested possessions last week? I'm not sure. Something Might have like done, but he's been an absolute demon in it. Yeah, no, I think he had 28 handballs or something like that. Anyway. 
I wouldn't surprise. He, he's an in, in and under player, so getting in and under in the pack, getting the ball out, he would handball a lot more than he kicks. Um, but I mean, this is just dominant. Uh, well, from in the second half, it was dominant from Melbourne. Mm. So they've kicked uh, five goals and eight goals in the last two quarters. That's not a bad effort. And May and Day both uh, had a meeting with the tribunal, but uh, both got off, I think. Yeah, well, I got off with a fine. Yeah, well, you know. you know. Pay their money and off they go. Yeah. They're off to China. Do, do you reckon they were disappointed? <laughs> Maybe. Like, fuck this, I'd have to go to China now. Do you reckon they stop in North Korea on the way now just because you can? Well, by all accounts, that uh, Gold Coast do take the cheapest flight possible to get there. <laughs> they go Melbourne via Singapore, via Vietnam, via fucking Thailand. Well, maybe they're just doing a bit of a run on the way. Like, you know, pick up some shit in Singapore, <laughs> drop it off in Thailand. A bit of import-export. Yeah. Well, you've got to make your money somehow. It's recruiting. That's what they're and, calling it. And it's the Gold Coast, so they're doing the same on the return leg. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, all right, yeah, anyway, that's uh, the Suns uh, got through, and they're going off to China to, you know, throw that game again. Um, on to what I think was easily match of the round, um, and it didn't look like it at stages, but uh, the, the showdown, 40-whatever, who cares? Um, oh, how many times did you watch that last two minutes? <laughs> the Port supporters can't count that far anyway. So. <laughs> I'll be honest, at halftime I thought, oh, this isn't living up to the hype, and I was almost bored with it. Um, God damn, didn't they turn it on? What yeah, well, the last quarter, though? What the last it was minute? Fa- well, the last uh, two minutes were utterly spectacular. I, I think I watched it around four or five times. Yeah, two lead changes in the last hundred seconds. Yeah, yeah, loving it. Yep. And you, you're watching it and you're like, I can't believe um, Porter given this up. I, and then I, it goes the other way. I can't believe Adelaide gave that up. As fun as it would have been to watch it with an Adelaide supporter or a Port supporter, watching it with a Geelong supporter would have been even better. Why is that? Motlop. <laughs> Just to see him go, <laughs> motherfucker, could have done it for us. <laughs> Never did it for him. Um, and what I love was when the siren went, uh, Seisman was running down the wing. Um, so Adelaide were going back yeah. to attack. I think up ahead he had nothing but Port Guernseys, but anyway. Um, it, w- it was still live, is what, is what I'm saying. Um, Robbie Gray, kicking five in a quarter. Shit, yeah. It's a, I mean, they've been talking about what the avenue to goals are these days, and I feel they've ripped themselves off by, um, I don't know, giving Robbie Gray too much of a role to get the ball into the forward line, where yeah, I, f- I feel like he's one that you need to be able to loosen up a little bit, not put so much on his shoulders for actually getting contested possession. I mean, be able to wing a little bit. I mean, he's no ronky. Yeah. No, he's better. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's clearly better. He kicked five and a quarter. I was so happy he kicked nah, five Rocky, and a quarter. Rocky got seven in the game. Yes, but he got four and a quarter, and I was so happy because now we go, yes, somebody else got more in one quarter than Rocky. Yeah. And Rock. I mean, Jack Watts got two <clears throat> tackles. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good effort from him. I, I think they're, He was they're, chasing for, for two times. They're, they're getting as expected out of Jack Watts. I think yeah. Jack Watts is just happy that Lindsay Thomas was recruited because he's not the shittiest recruit. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, poor Lindsay and she, I just realised I've forgotten of like I don't know Butcher that's right that was the whipping boy last boy uh, last year I wonder, yeah. I wonder where he's at now I was just thinking yeah that's like the real goal real win there is uh, Butcher's been forgotten about and he'll be like almost George Bush come come you know end of the season where you know Trump's Trump's come in so everyone's forgotten about how shit he used to be right. set a new standard yep yeah fair enough we're still not getting a contract out of it though I don't think what yeah. uh, Butcher oh, um, Trump Rockliffe has been good as well. Um, he took a little while to come good, but he's starting to get a, a hand on the ball. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had to sooner or later, surely. Yeah. I mean, he's got plenty of talent. And I don't know if it was just... I don't know what it was. It just wasn't clicking it. Getting used to a new system. Yeah, but also it's a, it's a weird sort of attack they have running there because they've got lots of people who could be um, sort of standalone full forwards, but the goals come from people them sort of running midfield coming into the... Uh, out of the square and kicking kicking for goal so 
don't know. It's just hard to really sort of maybe assert your dominance and, and make yourself the focal point. Mm. Um, you know, even though Westhoff, who they'll try at, at full forward for a fair while before he rocked up. Yeah, well, mm. Westhoff usually plays in the forward 50 for the first half of every quarter. And yeah. then, the, you know, sort of in the last couple of minutes, he'll, he'll go back and be there. Yeah. Uh, loose man in defence almost. Yeah. But he is just their utility. Like, oh, we need someone in the ruck, off you go. And we need you over there, off you go. Yeah. And obviously, we don't we don't get to see uh, South Australian media, but is the hype still behind Sam Powell Pepper? Or is that cooled off a little bit? Wow, it's cooled off a little bit lately. Yeah, it's, uh, like it's, it's touch and go. Hobbs. <laughs> 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 uh, he had a good game. Hobbs. Yeah. Hobbs. Uh, Tex Walker got two, but he was kept very quiet. Uh, he was, but I'll tell you what, the last one he kicked was an absolute yeah, fucking monster. He's a he's been voted captain of the league for the last what couple of years. Best captain last year. And years. and deserves it. Like when the big moments are on, he gets involved. Uh, he had a pretty ordinary game up till that point. But it's one of those but, ones where had they won, it would have been his leadership, his uh, inspirational yeah. goal that would have been a, a key portion of that. Or Mitch McGovern. Oh, the yeah. poor fucker. Yeah, the poor fucker, exactly. In the space of one minute, he's gone from kicking the winning goal to knocking himself out just about, and now he's yeah. out for a month? Uh, I think six. Six weeks? Yeah. No, not six months. Six months, no, like, fuck. Yeah, Holy shit. Need to clarify that a little bit. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, that, that's the way it goes. Um, but uh, he, he, if he's not careful, uh, McGovern, he'll get himself the uh, uh, good reputation as the clutch player. Yeah, remember he kicked the the last goal against uh, Collingwood last year to draw the game, and yeah, and a tough set shot from forty, actually a little bit closer. Um, but this one was still, you know, a tough set shot. Yeah, he had to had to do the D, but he did it. It's almost the main award. Yeah, call it. <laughs> well, if it's against Richmond, we need yeah. a, we need we need a main championship belt just passed on week to week for the for the winner. I feel like uh, the ruck battle too didn't really live up to the hype. Oh, I thought it was good. It was a good tussle. It was decent, but. Uh, to me, Ryder was more handy around the ground, but uh, a 39-32 to 32 hit out with Jacobs, they didn't really seem to sort of attack each other, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they both sort of tried to drag the other player away. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that meant they, they both took some good marks. Um, yeah, yeah. But neither of them were the deciding factor in the game. But I think either side would be like, well, if our Ruckman didn't dominate and theirs didn't dominate, well, that's okay. Yeah, that's a- And to be fair, Porter used to playing without a decent Ruckman anyway. Yeah. Well, it's, it's his second game back, I think. Yeah. Ryder, so. Yeah. See, with Jacobs, Miso just pumped out a little baby girl as well, I saw. In the morning, was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, good job. I don't know, I was just looking through the paper then. I saw him <laughs> with a little baby girl. Hey, anytime. I hope it's his. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, there he's just, he's just uh, going to visit, I don't know, Kids Ward or something. Actually, speaking of little baby girl, you here um, at the Collingwood match? No. No. Um, no. Old uh, Eddie McGuire having a bit of kick to kick in the change rooms, decided yeah. to, you know, show his skills. Decides to stab pass at uh, one of the players. Yep. Off the side of the boot, right into Daniel Wells' daughter. Jesus Christ. Right in the face. Found her. Fuck. She's out for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a great physio there, I've had. Yeah. So, so Wells punched him in the face and broke three bones <laughs> of his own. Yeah. In his hand, yeah. Um, his all right, we'll move on to the next one, which is the Bulldogs and the Lions. Um, it's just too much class, really, from the Bulldogs at the end of the day. Lions put it up for a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> it's funny, I haven't said that about the Bulldogs much this season, but... I mean, obviously, if you can't look class against uh, Brisbane, even though they put in that great effort against Collingwood, then you're probably going to really struggle. Yeah. Well, I, I think it was a good game for both teams, really, because uh, Bulldogs, they're a, a bit above Brisbane, let's be honest. But Brisbane are showing uh, a bit of fight about them, which well, is all, all I really want from them. Brisbane are 0-8, but they've had one bad game. Really? Yeah. Well, yep. they'll win a game before the season's out. Uh, Essendon, how many times have they played them? <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, I, I think there's plenty of positives for Brisbane out of this game, and uh, it's a win for the Bulldogs, so that's a positive for them. Uh, old Bontempelli just showing again that well, he can play. Laid out last week, um, but uh, pops up for a lazy four. Yeah, in this one. Jack McCray got a lazy 39 <laughs> fucking thousand handballs. <laughs> 47, 47 touches. <laughs> Jesus not a bad, Christ. Not a bad day. Um, he could be another Smokey for the Brownlow. You know I yeah. love, a, love a Smokey for the Brownlow. Yep. But he won't... Okay, the Bulldogs might not have many wins, but he's not having that many people taking votes off him either. For sure. And like, their wins, have, I mean, their losses have been I mean, atrocious, but he's been playing well enough to be able to pick up like a one and he, a two he might consistently. Be, yeah. I mean, the story of this match to me is how much of the ball uh, Brisbane didn't have. Out of the top 10 disposals, they've got Zorko. One. Well, and, and You can't win a game with that. Uh, and that's a good comeback from Zorko too. Uh, because... Uh, he got four goals. He, you know, he, he's done he, his bit. He had a great game. Um, but uh, realistically, um, he was having a shocker. And if um, the Queensland media gave a shit about their teams, he would have been really under the pump. Yeah, and a couple of weeks ago he turned it around. He had a he was probably nearly best on ground last week against uh, uh, Collingwood, and now he's definitely Brisbane's best player in this game as well. Yeah, mm. um, Charlie Cameron, you got to give props to as well. He's been great. Yeah. Um, since he's gone up there, he's always looked dangerous. Yeah, I was disappointed with Louis Taylor. Uh, he had a blinder last week, I thought, and he did. Uh, this week he just didn't do much. He had ten touches and didn't hit the scoreboard. So. You know, please figure out, lad. Kept very quiet. Well, a few of them. Even McCluggage, he had a good one last week, didn't he? He was uh, average this week. Really, they all sure. had a good one last week, really. Yeah, yeah that's true. Cam Rayner, he was average again. He, he was good last week, but uh, no, he's only a young lad. He's got plenty of time to come good. At the end of the day, they only went down by two goals. So, yeah. How do you rate Hodge so far this season? I know you're a big fan. You don't rate him as a player. He, he, what he does on the field is absolutely irrelevant. Well, yeah. what he does on the field is coach the back line. Yeah, exactly. His idea, his job is to organise them around. But, I mean, there's probably two or three bits of play per game that you go, okay, that's some class. Um, and there's even a lot of times where he used to do it at Hawthorne as well, where, you know, it's it's in tight and he'll just stand still and go, I'm going to nail that pass. <laughs> and he just basically stands still and it's like a, a, a place kick, basically. Yeah. And he just looks like he's got too much time. I saw him do that once or twice, but I mean, he's not going to um, outmark anybody. Um, he's not going to mm. chase down anybody. <laughs> it's like he's playing VR super coach. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. Look, I'll go into bat for the bloke. I think he's had a, a, he's a great bloke, <laughs> <laughs> a good bloke. TM. Um, I think he's, he's doing really well because you see the backline set up now compared to last year. Yeah. They've got a clue. Yeah, um, and they're also willing to look for him or listen to him, which. Uh, you know, if he comes to the team and having achieved what he's achieved, which is more than the whole team combined, you're gonna to listen to the fucker. Yeah, uh, you so, have to. Yeah, and no one seems to be ignoring him, which sometimes can happen in footy teams. Someone thinks, well, you know, I can do better. And, um, and let's be honest, a lot of those players have got to be smart to realise one day your contract, he might be signing it. Yeah. Well, let's this is honest. true, uh, and you know, by round twenty-two, that could be happening. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, I, I think they've gotten value out of him already. Of course, I have. Because uh, we've said the last couple of years, premierships are made on your average team member and your and your backline. Backlines are, are vital for a premiership. And, and, and your forward line. Your average team member, your backline, your forward line. And midfield, midfield as well. And your ruck. Co- coaching. Coaching. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, we'll throw the coaching in there. Yeah. Uh, and cheer squad and banners and shit. But um, he has done wonders of their backline already. Uh, it's kind of, who's the backline coach there? You don't know. No one knows. Nobody knows. Uh, no one cares. I can tell um, you that Chris Fagan's the head coach. <laughs> for now. Um 
Oh, I think he's killing it at the Lions. Like we said, they've they've lost eight in a row, but they've played seven good games. I'd say I could be their backline coach at the moment. All I'd be doing is just giving Hodgie the, the double fist pump and yeah. say, lad, uh, whatever you say, they'll do. They'll do, exactly. Um, so, yeah, Brisbane, if uh, you want to hire me, I'm on board. Um, I'll just sign up whatever Hodgie wants. Of course. Yeah. 200 grand. Um, Frio hosted St Kilda. St Kilda couldn't kick straight. I mean, no, not terrible. What we expect from them now. Not terrible. Fucking so, It's like that this year, though, isn't it? There's probably four or five teams we've already put a line through. Yeah, yeah, St Kilda, definitely one of them. Definitely um, one of them. I just don't see where they're, they're improving. Like, you look at some teams and you're like, all right, Brisbane, Carlton, you think, all right, we've got uh, positives there. We've got things we yeah. can look for. Uh, what do you if you're a Saint supporter where are you thinking alright this guy's going right. think fuck got rid of Ross Lyon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it yeah. I mean and I I think they're going to struggle to justify signing Richardson again um, yeah. I, I know he's already it's contracted tough. for next year but I mean it is harsh because a lot of it's uh, like memory 1-5 that's just a coach killer right there yeah and yeah. he's been like that all year yeah uh, and it's just lucky Casbolt's taken a lot of the uh, heat off him even though Casbolt's more accurate than he is now I don't think anybody's taking the heat off him. Right? <laughs> it's been quite it's focused on, mate, you fucking missed again. Um, again, it goes back to the old thing, like, maybe you're a centre-half back. Yeah, yeah, you may as well at this point of the season because, yeah. I mean, they've been trying to deny a rebuild for so long and now it's inevitable. Yeah. But with the pieces they've got trying to plug away at not rebuilding, hmm. you kind of, yeah, you're in no man's land and how are you going to adjust that and make oh, that into a winning formula they've been unlucky too though I mean yeah. like they yeah, got the number yeah. one pick in Paddy McCartan and he's just not built for a football yeah. like he, he didn't play this game and he's not playing the next one either needs to get on the protein Hugh got out I don't know like talking about him playing good or coming back for ages and yeah. they haven't seen anything from it I think they've been unlucky and maybe they, they're missing just one or two stars like out yeah. of the stars how many other jacks are there yeah, well, I mean... Yeah. Jack Watts there. Fuck it. They're, they're all the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're trying to say, you know, Jack Stephen is a star. I'm like, he's, he's, he's almost... Yeah. I think the last couple of years, too, we've wanted Hickey to have a breakout season. He just hasn't. Like, he's been adequate. He's been good. He's been okay. But, I mean, it's not like he was a big draft pick or a big signing or anything. It's just he's their Ruckman. You know what I mean? But he's shown uh, flashes of, you know, this, could, this guy could be something. But yeah. uh, he got smashed by Sandilands. Sandlin's yeah, get the goal on him. As you expect, though. I mean, Sandy's a fucking monster. Yeah, but even with that, Sandy should... Uh, he should know the gas tank to go with um, Hickey. He doesn't need to. No, that's not true. Seven I mean, they've both got a goal, but I'd still rather Sandlin's game, to be honest. i got to go. Yeah. Um, even with uh, Nat Fife um, playing this one, um, I'm nearly convinced that he is equal of uh, Judd and Ablett at their best. Yeah, I, he's gone that high now. He's got his votes. Um, I, I honestly think he's in with a chance for the Brown this because he's had votes in probably the last four games Easy. at least. Yeah. Um, all right, there's no need more to say about that. Uh, Mother's Day massacre. Well, it wasn't really a massacre, was it? Um, North and Richmond on uh, Sunday. Um, and North took it up to him all day. It, it felt like Richmond were on top, but they they never got a break. Yeah, I feel like. Um, North kept him honest. Uh, I yep. didn't feel like there was ever that uh, likelihood of a boil over, even though North were leading uh, halfway through the term. The final it, term, yeah. Yeah, it always felt like um, Richmond had an answer. Yeah. There was no there was no moment where you like, just get the ball to this bloke. Um, ben Brown was obviously mugged all day. Uh, <laughs> fucking couldn't get anything. But you got, you got to say with Benny Brown... He did miss a couple. He had his chances. Yeah, I mean, in, the, in fairness, the last one he missed, 
uh, he had to rush his uh, thing. He only had about uh, three minutes to do his run-up. Um, he needed another 10. Well, uh, I think it might have actually been you that said during the game um, he should be called for travelling too far every time he does a run-up. He clearly goes over his 15 metres twice. I think I stole that from someone, Did but you? Uh, yeah. more than likely. Um, but, I mean, that goes back to why do you need... I mean, it's good to have a consistent routine, but I was counting. He got up to his top pace. He has a 38-step run-up. Yeah. He gets up to his top pace at step 18, 19. Hmm. So why do you need those other 20 steps, you know? And when it comes down to your two goals down with a minute left, you need, like, okay, you can't do your full run-up now. Your full routine's gone. Maybe you say, you know what, maybe maybe 22 steps is my routine. Yeah, but the guy's leading the Coleman and he's one of the most accurate forwards. I, I'd, if I was Brad Scott, I'd let him do what he wants to do. Like, yeah. the one or two Coleman times... Or do you want to win games? Yeah, but I, I don't think that would have made the difference here. Even though he did have two easy misses, I still feel like had he hit them, there would have been a similar sort of result. North would have lost by less. You never know. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not going to blame it on that. I, Richmond just seemed to have the answer. Uh, although, to look at positives... Uh, Cunnington obviously seeing the all-time record for uh, contested possession. Yeah, uh, at his best game by more. Yeah, and we were at the match obviously, and uh, I did did say that his uh, kicking out of pack was a bit ordinary, um, but the fact he got so much of the damn ball, uh, well, more, more positive than negative. There was plenty of times though that Richmond like a hack kick forward, and um, he was marking intercept marks on his chest because he got in the right spot. Mm. You know, knowing that Richmond are going to hack it forward, um, there was plenty of times he did that. Um, so you know you, you, he's not a beautiful disposal of the ball but I oh, know he's a bulldozer somebody's got to get the ball and that's what he did um, Benny Jacobs too gloved uh, Martin for most yeah. of the match until Martin went forward hey who'd be a tagger because he, he he's done a great job on Martin all day um, and frustrated Martin got Martin to do push and shoves with bloody everyone and then in the final quarter Martin gets three goal assists and you're like well fuck me yeah, but he, beating he, him for three and a half quarters. Obviously, North Melbourne would not have been that close if, no. if, if he hadn't done his job. No, Jacobs wasn't on Martin for that last little bit, though, um, which that's a coaching choice. Yeah, um, switch him over to Cochin, who had 30-odd touches anyway. To be honest, I would have tagged out Cochin rather than Martin. From the get-go, yeah. Yeah, because Cochin's the, the in-and-under player. Yeah. Um, Martin's the one that sort of runs around the boundary. Um, and shoving blokes in the yeah, face. Yeah, shoving blokes in the You got called for that this time. He did. Um, <laughs> but it was too obvious. <laughs> That's what he got called. <laughs> well, the eye gouge didn't help. But uh, I, I did like that one moment when, um, obviously, he's gotten frustrated with Jacobs. Uh, I think the ball's tumbling over the boundary line. He's given Jacobs a bit of a shove into the fence. But, you know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Just a bit of frustration. And then uh, Cunnington comes in and gets in his face. Bit of push and shove, but it was like uh, steel sharpening steel. Yeah, it was a bit, wasn't it? It was both, we're both not going to try this, are we? Yeah, it was like, all right, you motherfucker, I know you're a hard cut and so am I. Let's just have a beer afterwards. Yeah, all right, mate. Um, actually, funny uh, on that, I did have uh, a bit of a laugh about uh, Cunnington. He won't use two words, one word will do. Yep. Um, there was uh, an image that was sent around the North Melbourne thing from Heath O'Loughlin. He was trying to convince Ben Cunnington to do media. And he sent a text saying, mate. And uh, Cunner's response with, g'day. I have an idea. It's a win-win. No. Nah. Okay, good chat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's legit. <laughs> that's actually he, what happened. He, you should say he's the media officer for uh, for North Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, the, the Tigers weren't um, great, but still got another win, and they're still happy on top of the ladder. Well, they had. there was a lot of clean passages of play end-to-end this match, which was... Um, entertaining but there was also a lot of grind 
which yeah. uh, I actually enjoy the grind. I enjoy the grunt, and it just comes down well, to who wants it more. Yeah, when it, when it's uh, pressure uh, on the ball, and certainly the tackling pressure, especially in the second half, was really turned up. Mm. Um, but I thought, I think was it uh, the last goal to Cochin or the second last goal was just all class. You're like, okay, end of the day, that was Dusty's double paddle yeah, down slash throw paddle down. Um, yeah, otherwise every ruck work is a throw, <laughs> according to that. Um, it was just, okay, at the end of the day, class is class. Yeah, no, that was decent. It was, it was fucking good. Uh, and, um, and that was the difference at the end of it. Yeah, it was that uh, able to improv on the moment. Yeah. Uh, which, look, North will get there because they're a you know, very young squad. Yeah. But uh, I think a few blokes might uh, not see it through. And uh, Jackie Zebel gets a, gets a win at the Tribunal. I'm, I'm fucking shocked. Like, this is the bloke where he's been suspended six matches for going for the ball. <laughs> um, so, look, for for what happened, um, you know, he, he's grabbed the ball and the ball's still live. Conker's... No, he got tackled. Oh, he yeah. Got yeah. tackled or whatever, but uh, Conker's holding the ball. Yeah. Uh, rather than holding Jack. And then Conker's lifted, yeah, like, dropped we, his feet. We've all seen it. We don't yeah. need to... Um, and the argument was, uh, you know, I'm holding the ball, he's holding the ball, I'm lifting an 85-kilo bloke up... <laughs> I'm going to stumble forward and, you know, both knees bent. Just one of them happened to be on his cheek. Now, I, I didn't see any of the footage of the tribunal, but is it true that Joel Selwood was in a North Melbourne side giving notes? I, 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 make, fences? I have no comment about that. <laughs> um, the the thing that set it apart was the uh, Richmond doctor gave evidence saying, yeah, nah. Nothing the, fucking happened. Nothing happened. He, he didn't even have a bruise. He's fine. Uh, if he had have said, oh, he was a bit concussed... He, Zebel would have no chance. Yeah, at the end of the day, like you go, okay, yeah, his knee did make contact with his head. But you have a look what's going on, you're like, mate, it's not like he hurt him. It's not like he, he ran in, you know, doing a Kinshasa, um, trying to knock him out. It's just one of those things that happened in a rough game. Yeah. And he was probably a little bit pissed off he got tackled too. Well, the thing was too, Zebel was, was very smart about it. He actually uh, did a weight cut last couple of days, so he went in at 65 <laughs> he, kilos. Calculated? Yeah, exactly. Calculated and said, look, uh, it was only about 32 kilograms of knee and upper body. And uh, they did the math and said, well, he's 85 kilos. Yeah, no, that's a uh, lower standard, so that's fine. Um, it's about time he got a bit of leniency too. <laughs> Might have been an even up, really. Might have been an even upper. Um, last game of the round, Cats, Collingwood was boring. I don't know if we'll go any further. Oh, it's funny to say because I, I enjoy disliking Collingwood, but I want them to be good here because they've got some players I actually like. Well, let's be honest. They'll be playing attractive footy. Uh, this wasn't it, unfortunately. 5-15. Yeah, but, you know, and things happen and the injuries, blah, blah, blah. Um, I just did. It wasn't a very enjoyable game. You know how uh, the US is all about, uh, I'm for the troops, but against the war? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm for the people. Like with Collingwood? Yeah, I'm for the, the players. I like the players, but I'm against the coach. What do you think about Aish? All right, let's I, move on. I don't mind the bloke somehow. <laughs> round, we'll go quickly through round nine. Uh, Bulldogs uh, travelling over Adelaide Oval on Friday night. I'm actually really excited about this round. There's a lot of great matchups. Um, this isn't one of them. <clears throat> no, no. I, I think this should be an absolute fucking belting. Adelaide easy. If Adelaide are serious, they should pop them by about 10 goals. Uh, North Melbourne uh, taking the Giants down to Hobart. This fucking shits me because uh, North somehow is going in favourites. Well, 10th versus 9th, and so they should. Giants mean shit. Uh, like, Patton's been dumped uh, for being shithouse at the shot of goal. He didn't play last week either, did he? So it's going to be interesting if he... I don't know how they went in the kneeful, but if he gets a call up. But really, <coughs> North should put a good margin on this one. Well, you look at the matchups, and uh, realistically, Goldstein should fucking uh, towel them up. Just on form. Yeah, and then um, I'm thinking 
Uh, Davis is out too, so there's their major yeah. back line. Josh Kelly not in. Uh, so well, Benny, there's Brown, their... Benny Brown's going to have a big day. He fucking and, should. And Heath Shaw's been absolutely hacking the ball out of fullback um, th- this year too, so there'll be plenty of repeat entries on offer. The thing is, though, if Ben Brown does miss again, he just has to sit about 40 metres out dead in front and Heath Shaw kick it to him. Yeah, exactly. The way it's looking. Yeah, exactly. uh, honestly, if, uh, if he kicks less than four, he's wasted some shots. Yeah. Uh, the Suns are going over to China. To play Port, that'll be a flogging. I really want to have a reason to think the Suns could do well, but I, I can't think of any position where they've got the upper hand. Yeah. Um, and last year, I think they kicked four goals in this game or something terrible like that. Um, the other thing I don't like about this, I, I like that the AFL are trying something and Port are trying something by going over to China. But yeah. what I don't like is they tell us, oh, it's a sellout. And then you look on TV and you're like, that's a 30% full stadium. Like, yeah, yeah, they're out the back in the in the marquees. And like, no, they're not, mate. Just don't bullshit to us. Um, and they're saying, oh, we're making so much money on it. And then this year they're going, oh, we think we'll break even this year. I'm like, you told us you made money last year, mate. Mm. Anyway, all the lies that go around with it, but, you I know, feel like that's China. The, the way of doing business in China is like, did you sell the tickets? Yes. Yeah. Did, did you really? You y- told me, yes, I did. Y- yes. You told yes. me I did. Yeah, yes. I did. Yes. Do you want me to sell tickets? Yes. Yes, I sell them. Anyway, um, Essendon are fronting up against Geelong. That will be a flogging two. I mean, at least it's the G, so they've got a short walk home. Oh, this could get ugly, this one. Especially it it fucking field. should, to be honest. Essendon yeah. are all, always... Uh, they're, they're in all ways. Um, one day this year, they're going to come up and surprise and have a big upset. I don't think it'll be this one, though. I just... Mind you, Geelong are underperforming, and to say that about a third side, they've got uh, all-star midfield. They're um, underperforming, but they're still getting over the line. Yeah, um, they they should destroy them by a hundred points. That, that's the thing. Like uh, Geelong have lost a couple of games, but they, they, I mean they lost to Sydney, you know, and, and Hawthorne and some who else did they lose to? West Coast over there. Um, when it's come to the the lower teams, they've got. Don't worry, mate. We've got this. They've been taking care of it. Yeah, I mean, but you look at uh, teams where you're like, all right. If I had, uh, if everyone was a free agent, who am I going to chase first? There's about four blokes on Geelong that yeah. uh, immediately are at the front of your line, and even the rookies like fucking uh, Kelly and Radulica. See, he's actually uh, knocked back a contract. Kelly, yeah, they offered him a two year, and he's like, there oh, you go, North. Mate, there uh, you go, two million, <laughs> twelve years, two million a year. Um, Anyway, they're going to win that easy. Uh, yep. The Swans are trying to break their get their first home win for the year against the Dockers. They'll do that easily. Well, they, they fucking should. Yeah, I mean, they, if you're ever going to play against the Dockers right now, even though Five is in brilliant form, uh, they're they're at sea. Yeah, they're all over the shop. Um, they won't try, they won't win a game away from home. Uh, the Dockers for the rest of the year. Uh, Saints and Collingwood at Etihad. Collingwood had a bit of a rough run, uh, but Saints have been worse over every round so far so uh, Collingwood uh, if they turn up they win by a lot if they don't turn up they win by a couple a good chance Pendles is back for this game too um, <coughs> older Pendlebury good on him I think playing under the roof too will suit Collingwood they don't like the wet uh, Carlton and Melbourne at the MCG um, I actually like this I don't think now that both Kernos are in yeah I think they've got a chance Carlton if they take their chances what's actually probably going against them is the fact they won last week yeah yeah they're probably still pissed uh, Gorn v uh, Cruiser be a good one. Yeah, I think Gorn will take the chocolates you just because because Cruiser's probably carrying eighteen different injuries right now because uh, it's been a couple of moments. Yeah, um, I, I'm on Melbourne, comfortable but, Melbourne. Yeah, but I think uh, Carlton have their they'll have their chances. Yeah, if they kick straight, 
which is no fucking guarantee with their team, <laughs> uh, they'll they'll be in it to the last quarter. If they waste their shots, yeah, it's going to be over by half time. Uh, Lions and Hawthorne up at the Gabba, not without a chance. No, I was going to say I don't think this is a walk-in. Um, Absolutely not. The Lions have been improving every week, uh, although improving more and less uh, in some games than others. But um, I'm, I'm looking at as um, Burgoyne's still got a bit of a twinge. Yeah, no, no, he's, he's playing. He's back. He's back, but he doesn't seem to be 100. percent Oh, it's because he's 48 years old. Well, this is true. Um, I'm. If there's going to be an upset this week, it's going to be this. I think so, too. I, I think they're the chance. And obviously, this is the first game against Hodge. Um, everyone knows how smart Hodge is in the background. Uh, sorry, in the back line. Imagine what he knows about the Hawthorne team that he's told them all week and about their structures and how they're going to set up and, and what the counter to the counter is. And Well, maybe that's what Clarkson was talking to Gil about uh, today. On, uh, on Monday morning. On Monday morning, yeah. He had a, a bit of an out-of-sorts meeting. Everyone thought it was about the... Uh, Swans match maybe was saying hang on Hodgie's breaching um, confidentiality yeah. agreements IP issues <laughs> <laughs> he's got copyright lawyers on him um, but I'm still on Hawthorne uh, you know they're sitting fifth which is honestly more than I think uh, even you thought they would be at this time of the season yeah we've we've had a good run um, like I said we, we, we've had one good win really against Geelong um, uh, it's still a good win yeah exactly but we've got a tough two months ahead of us where I think we'll slide down a little bit and might hang on to the eight. Yeah, That's what I expect. Um, I think this is the match where Sicily gets suspended again. Um, <laughs> because he'll be playing on Hodge at some stage. It's going to happen, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was kind of shocked uh, Monday to hear nothing about Sicily and then Tuesday to hear, oh, they're looking at something. Oh, yeah. But I think that's just, you know... Nothing. I think the AFL is just trying to recoup some cash. They've done well. And he's a good place to start. And finally... Easily match of the round, first versus second. And like I said, it doesn't matter what happens in this one, they'll still be first and second by the end of the week. It's Optus Stadium, um, which to me is a very interesting thing because Richmond haven't played there before, obviously. Obviously. Uh, and West Coast have. So that's that's an immediate advantage, uh, yeah. particularly when it's got a reputation of being hard and uh, troublesome. So, look, uh, oh, it's tough to pick. I'm still on Richmond, but I think it's going to be very much a seesawing event. Rioli could be back this week, but I reckon they might run him through the VFL first. But uh, yeah, I don't think you risk a player like him no. in a new stadium that's got a reputation for being hard and injury prone. Although Port did it, didn't they, last week? Um, or sorry, I should say the week before. Um, yeah, Port will lose cannons. Yeah, and Ryder got through it, but uh, yeah, I think he does. But you know, Richmond have got just about a complete list um, to pick from uh, over there. So uh, I think it'll be interesting. But I, I am picking the Eagles as well for for the same reasons you said. Yeah, I think it'll be a great match, though. It should be. I hope so, because there's some floggings going to be this weekend. Um, but, uh, yeah, at least we've got that to look forward to on Sunday night. Should be fun. All right, that'll do us. Yep, see you. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.